Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Ah, yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Everybody, I'm Kelsey Nixon, and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. This is episode 52, five things I use nearly every time I cook. All right, hello, you guys. I hope you've all had a fantastic week and that you're settling into this fall season nicely. Just this morning, I found myself feeling, I don't know, like grateful that I feel like now that we're a few weeks into the school year, and my kids are having an easier time with school drop-offs. They really seem to be finding their rhythm with their teachers and their friends at school. It just feels like we're settling into a bit of a routine, and I just love it. I, I'm just grateful that we've gotten there because it seems like anytime we start a, a new routine or we have a big shift in routine, there is definitely um, a couple of weeks where things feel a little shaky and it's been feeling really good lately and I'm I'm just happy about that. I think another thing that's been helping me feel like we're more or less in the swing of things around here is the fact that I am making regular dinners and that was not so much the case in the summer. I was doing my best but it really feels like we're we're kind of getting into like a a ritual of family dinner. And the fall five ingredient meal plan has really been so helpful. I don't think I've cooked a single recipe this month that's required more than a handful of ingredients. For whatever reason, I don't care who you are, what your skill level is, when you hear five ingredients, you just feel like I've got this, I can do this. And so having an entire month's worth of five ingredient recipes has been so helpful. They all live in Recipe Club, and it's been really fun to hear from so many of you how much you're enjoying the lineup as well as you transition into more of a schedule versus those summer months. The other thing that's been kind of fun is seeing how many of you are cooking the recipe of the week with us. So each week we're featuring a recipe from Recipe Club, and if you cook and share or send us an image of that recipe, then you're entered in an Amazon gift card. And we're doing it for about six weeks now, and it's been so fun to see people get really excited about it. And it's like, I love seeing the same people do it every week. It's almost like they're developing this habit of I'm gonna try one new recipe every week, 
And, you know, hopefully it's some fun motivation for a few of you to get dinner on the table. Okay, speaking of the number five, today I want to discuss the five things I almost always use when I cook just about anything in the kitchen. But first, we're gonna run through a few simple recipes you could throw on your meal plan if you're stuck trying to decide what to make for dinner this week. Lucky for you, they're all five ingredients because that's my life right now. So the first recipe is this Mississippi pot roast. And I first learned about this recipe when I was working with Food Network. I was working in the test kitchens. We were testing recipes for an upcoming season of my show, Kelsey's Essentials. And someone from the South had said, oh, have you ever made Mississippi pot roast? And I was like, what? I have never heard that. So I think it's this traditional mixture of ingredients that is so simple to throw in a slow cooker or a crock pot or an instant pot. And it tastes so good. So, so, so good. So... I can't wait for you guys to make it. I made it when I was visiting my sister-in-law, Betsy, a couple weeks ago. She had a big Sunday dinner and all these people were there and we had to feed a ton of people and everyone loved it. It was actually really fun. We played this game of trying to guess what the ingredients were, but um, people, no one got them all right. It was really fun. It's got a jar of pepperoncinis in it. It's got um, some onions. It's got a ranch seasoning packet, which I don't use a ton, but every now and then for a five ingredient recipe, especially something like this, it, a little, that flavor goes a long way. So check that out, you guys. It's a really, really great pot roast recipe, especially as we're heading into fall and looking for more of those comfort food recipes. Harvest grain bowls. Okay. This is a, this is a copycat of my favorite bowl at Sweet Green. Now, some of you may know Sweet Green, some of you may not. It's one of my favorite fast casual restaurants. They make really good salads and bowls. And so I took some of the components that I love most about my harvest bowl and put it in this harvest grain bowl, but just the five most important. So there's some sweet potatoes, there's some farro, there's um, some apples. It's so, so, so yummy. And um, also on all of these five ingredient recipes, we do five core ingredients where the recipe can totally stand on its own, but we also include some optional extras. I call it five ingredient fancy. And so like in this recipe, some of the extras are the goat cheese and some chopped pistachios. So it's, we give you a little bit more than the five if you feel like you can handle seven ingredients that day, but if you've only got five in you, we got you covered. So harvest green bowls, I'm very excited to eat those. And then the third recipe, is orange chicken and broccoli bowls. Now this was an effort to kind of amp up a recipe of Trader Joe's most popular product ever, their frozen orange chicken. Now you could use any orange chicken, but the Trader Joe's orange chicken is pretty darn good. And so I've added just a few more ingredients to this fan favorite to make it feel a little bit more like a meal, a few more fresh things in there, and it's, it's really good. My kids love this one. So that's it. Those are three things that are going on our meal plan for the week with the Mississippi pot roast, the harvest grain bowls, and the orange chicken and broccoli bowls. You can find all of the recipes in Recipe Club individually or in our weekly meal plan um, where we've got a guide with easily printable shopping lists and recipes. Um, it's really helpful. So let's jump into the back half of the podcast now and discuss those things that I use nearly every single time I cook. Every time I head to the kitchen to make a meal, I can almost guarantee that there are certain items that I am going to reach for. They're like foundational to my kitchen. And if you took them away, I would seriously be lost. None of them are super fancy. In fact, they're all pretty basic. But I thought it 
might be helpful or a good idea to go over these lifesavers in the kitchen and take some time to like take an inventory on the basics that you have on hand to make sure you're making things as easy as possible for yourself in the kitchen. So we're gonna run through these and I want you to just to go like have a mental checklist in your head, be like, all right, do I have that? What kind of shape is it in? Would this make my life easier if I, you know, either invested in something new or I, um, you know, got something in tip top shape? So first is not going to be a surprise to you, a knife. Chances are if I'm cooking dinner, I'm cutting something. Owning a sharp knife that feels comfortable in your hand can make a world of difference. Now, story time. One of my first jobs out of college in culinary school was teaching knife skills classes at a store called Sir La Taube. I'm sure many of you have heard of Sir La Taube. It's like a William Sonoma. It's lovely. It's such a nice experience. And many of their stores have a teaching kitchen. Not only did we make delicious recipes together, like French onion soup after we sliced all the onions, or, oh my gosh, we made this most insane chopped cob salad that you just chopped everything. So you got all sorts of practice. Um, it was just fun to have like a teaching element, educating people what was and what wasn't necessarily that important when it came to owning and, and using a knife. So here's my best advice. You want to focus on having a sharp knife that feels good in your hand versus some super fancy brand. Now, if you want a fancy brand knife and it feels good in your hand and it's sharp, great. What I don't suggest is prioritizing a fancy brand and having it be dull and be way too big or small and like unwieldy. So taking a knife skills class is actually a great idea to see what feels good in your hand. And that's one of the reasons that we taught so many of these classes because many people were coming in thinking, okay, I wanna invest in a, a good knife, a knife that's gonna last me many, many years. But it's not one size fits all for knives. And a lot of that has to do with size and stature and honestly, just what feels comfortable. So like, for example, a big guy that's, you know, 6'3 and has huge hands is going to come in and he's going to want a 10 or 12 inch chef's knife. That's what's going to feel most comfortable in his hands, likely with some weight to it. Whereas someone like me, who's like five feet tall on a good day and has got teeny tiny hands, I would never want to cook with a, a knife that had a 12 inch blade or a 10 inch blade. I prefer a five inch blade or a seven and a half inch blade. I like a really small knife because that's what feels best in my hand. So you want, if you have knives right now that just don't feel comfortable and there's, if they don't feel comfortable, it's probably one of two reasons. Either it's just so dull that every time you use it, you feel like you have to muster all the strength in your arm to get through a vegetable or it feels almost unsafe. And trust me, as someone who's cut themselves many times over the years, you would much rather be cut with a sharp knife than a dull knife. So it's honestly not very safe to have a dull knife. So if you've got, let's say you got a, like an awesome Wusthof knife five years ago, but it's just dull now. Don't go buy a new knife, just get it sharpened. Now, this is a very common question I get. How should I sharpen my knives? One of two options. Take your knives into a store like Sir La Taube or Williams Sonoma. They will sharpen them for you. Typically, it's a dollar an inch. So if you've got a five-inch blade, it's five bucks. You could also take them to hardware stores. Hardware stores do it um, all the time. Um, if you live in a big city, you might actually find someone who specifically does cutlery sharpening. Uh, but I also 
have found an, a, an electric sharpener that I really, really like. And it has been so nice to not even have to make those trips two or three times a year to get my knife sharpened when I have this at home. So I'll be sure to link that. And if you've got a good knife and it just needs to be sharpened, it might be worth investing in something like this. I'm telling you guys, having a sharp knife makes cooking easier. It just does. It just does. And if you've never had a good knife and you don't know where to start, think about going into a store and and chopping something. Like They really should let you use a knife before you buy it. I know for me, global knives are really popular with women because they're really lightweight. Um, I prefer a Wustav knife. I like a Santoku knife that has kind of the divots on the side. It makes the veggies slide off the blade a little easier. Um, a lot of people like Japanese knives. Like you could do a shoe. There's honestly, if you invest in a knife, it's going to be fine, but I just, I just can't emphasize enough. It's got to feel comfortable in your hand. Make sure it's the right size. So when it comes to a knife, keep those um, suggestions in mind. Second, a cutting board. Now my advice here is to get a, a good big cutting board. I'm convinced too many of you out there are using cutting boards that are way too small. And I want you to think about this. Let's say you're prepping a chili, right? And you've got to chop the onions and the carrots and maybe you're throwing some celery in there as well. And all of a sudden that board gets really full really quick. It's much harder to cut things when you don't have enough space. So I like getting a board that's at least 13 by seven ish. I happen to have a favorite brand, Epicurean. The reason I like Epicurean is because they are very lightweight, but I find them to be incredibly durable and they can go in the dishwasher. They are a wood composite board, which I like as opposed to a plastic board or a gel board. There are beautiful like booze boards, which are the big thick wooden boards. But the trouble with those is they can be more cumbersome to clean and store. So if you're looking for something that is a, is a little easier to handle, take a look at that Epicurean brand. If you prefer a like more of a, a plastic filling board, um, like a softer board, Material Kitchen has some boards I really like. And then OXO also sells a, a plastic board I like. Um, I actually use an OXO board like that for all of my protein. So anytime I'm cutting any raw protein, I have one specific cutting board for that. Pull it out, toss it in the dishwasher. Um, and I only cut raw protein on that board. And that's kind of a nice, a nice hack to differentiate what I'm cooking something fresh on and um, something that's, that's uh, raw. All right, so that's what I have to say about cutting boards. Get a bigger one. Oh, and I gotta say one more thing. If you live in a house where you're still pulling out those flimsy plastic cutting boards that you could wave in the wind, you know what I'm talking about? They're really, really flimsy. Just get rid of those. You don't need that. You are better than that. That is, that's what kids get at Ikea when they're going to college. You deserve a substantial cutting board. Your cutting board should not slip slide around on your, on your cooking surface, on your countertop. You should be able to either throw a, a wet paper towel or I like the cutting boards that have little feet on them so they're not slipping around. But don't use one, especially after you've put it in the dishwasher and it starts to curl up on the sides. No, throw those away. You're better than that. All right, third a salt cellar. So we're gonna, this is the first of my stovetop set. So I want you to think of your stovetop where you do a lot of your cooking. I have, it's almost like a little gold oval dish and I keep these essentials on that dish so that they are all within arm's reach when I am cooking anything on the stovetop. Salt cellar is number one. Love my kosher salt. I like to keep it in a little pinch bowl so that I can add a pinch of salt here and a pinch of salt there. 
I don't particularly love using um, like a spice grinder for salt. I like it for pepper, which we'll get to, but I like a pinch bowl for salt. Something I learned in culinary school, I think it's a much easier way to control the flavor and the level of salt in your recipes. Um, I'll say it till the day I die, I think kosher salt is the bee's knees when it comes to an everyday, all-purpose cooking salt. I think that that would instantly elevate your cooking. Next to my salt cellar, which is just my little bowl with salt in it, is my spice grinder. So I love this for just a traditional cracked black pepper. And we talked about this last week on the podcast, but I'm telling you, basic seasoning, salt and pepper, basic seasoning, especially kosher salt and cracked black pepper, goes a long way, a long way. In fact, in most, I would say in most high-end kitchens, those fancy schmancy restaurants you go to, they don't have much more than kosher salt and cracked black pepper. Like when you go get an awesome steak at a steakhouse, you know what they're using? Salt, pepper, butter. That's it. If you're just going to use those primary seasoning ingredients, make sure they're the right ones. I think I called out my sister last week. I'm going to have to call her out again. She does not have a spice grinder. And every time I go, I got to pull out the black pepper from her spice cabinet and sprinkle it. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. So get yourself a spice grinder. Okay, fifth, finally, an oil dispenser. So I have a set that came as two, and in one of the dispensers, it's glass. Um, they're both glass. I have olive oil, and the other one I have avocado oil. Both, they're really pretty. They come with these labels, and they sit right next to my salt and pepper. And I am using olive or avocado oil for almost anything. What's the difference? Well, anytime I'm cooking on high heat, like we just made pot stickers, like a super high heat, I'm going to use avocado oil, the same I would use like a vegetable or a canola oil because it has a higher smoke point. So anytime I'm doing that stir fries um, or I want to sear something and get it really, really hot, I'm using avocado oil. Almost everything else I use olive oil for, and that's most of the time. So that's really nice to have there. The reason I don't just pour them straight out of their containers is lots of times I buy those things in bulk. So I'm buying my olive oil in a huge container. I buy the one, the Kirkland olive oil from Costco. And that's thing, it's just way too big to have on my countertop. And every time I need a tablespoon of olive oil, I don't want to have to open my cabinet and pull that whole thing down. So that's why it's nice to have those dispensers. And I think it, it makes the cooking process go a lot smoother when you have those. Another thing, I just want to give a shout out. I also use an oil sprayer. So there is a brand, EVO, and I love these things. My mom gifted me one for Christmas one year, and you put olive oil into basically a spray bottle, and it is so great for like if I'm roasting vegetables and I want a nice even coating of oil to crisp up those vegetables. Love it. Love it so much. So that also sits on my stovetop setup with my olive oil dispenser, my avocado dispenser, my salt, and my pepper, and then I got my sprayer. So that's it, you guys. So simple. A good knife, a good cutting board, some good salt, pepper, and some olive oil. If you don't have those things easily accessible in your kitchen, do yourself a favor and prioritize that this week. I'll be sharing on Instagram kind of how I set up my stovetop situation, my, so everything's just within arm's reach. And um, I, I just, like I said, it's gonna make cooking so much easier if you've got all of those things easily accessible. All right, that's it for today. I wanna wish you well as you tackle this next week and hopefully get a few dinners on the table. Remember to cook along with us in recipe of the week. 
And because I love you podcast listeners so much, I, I got to tell someone and I just can't wait. We have a product launch coming up in about a month that I cannot wait. It is an incredible tool for the kitchen that is going to majorly simplify your life when it comes to getting weeknight dinner on the table. So stick around with me the next couple of weeks. I, it, I am, my lips have been sealed, but after about a year of development, I just got the final sample a few days ago and I, I can barely contain my excitement. It's going to be so, so, so exciting. All right. Thanks so much for being here, you guys. And until next week, I'm Kelsey. See you next time. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.